Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Oh, he's flat chat, locking Varad on the outside, goes up to put his head in front. Three wide, Western Sonador. Another local coming out of the pack, running a race up to second. In the middle, Spirit of St. Louis. He's getting some clear air now. He's giving chase. Out deeper on the track, our Uncle Sam. Mac Da Vinci gone. Tango Tara being carted right out of the race. 29-1, they went down the back. In the neat line home, Shepherd and Gold Cup. Lock and Varart led the way. Spirit of St. Louis out, free shot. Lock and Varart first up, free gear. Will the condition hold out? The outside Spirit of St. Louis levels up. Went on by, and Spirit of St. Louis going to draw away and make it the Bendigo Shepherd and Cup double. Beats Lock and Varad, who was brave and third close. Yes, that, that was, was a replay of the Shepherd and Cup from last weekend. Lock and Varad beaten, but far from disgrace. And I wonder if he can turn the tables on Spirit of St. Louis on the weekend. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What a race it's going to be on Saturday night, Steve. Barrier draw completed for the Ballarat Cup. And this is it. This is how they're going to line up behind the gate on Saturday night. Spirit of St. Louis Gate 1, Lockenvara 2, Max Delight 3, Mac Da Vinci 4, Demon Delight 5, Supreme Dominator 6, Triple Eight 7. That's the outside of the front row. Second line runners, Torrid Saint, Expensive Ego, Tango Tara, Amazing Dream, our Uncle Sam and the emergency as the outside of the second row, like a wildfire. So Lockenvarat, second up, draws ideally, straight on his back, expensive ego, and Spirit of St. Louis, he's got barrier one, so they look like they're going to be mm. the major players at this point as we uh, get ready for a big weekend of harness racing mm. action. And what about last weekend? Chicago Bull returned to the winner's circle Friday night. 24 hours later, Colt 31 back in the winner's circle, scoring at Menangle. So... Great to see some of those uh, fan favourites getting back in the mm. winner's circle. What was that grade of race? He started odds on Colt 31 and he was driven very well. It was an arrogant win. Uh, I mentioned in the first hour, Chris, that there was a big drop in grade. Would that be a fair comment? I mean, what was the oh, what was the, the grading of that race that he won, Colt 31? I think it was an up to 90 rater. He's a, a 120 rater, but because he was validated from the free-for-all there on Saturday night, that made him eligible for that race there on Saturday night. So it was a significant class drop for him. So he wasn't meeting the creme de la creme down there in, in Sydney on Saturday night, but still it was just nice to see him win and in the manner in which he did. Like, he really savaged the line. So they're really pleasing signs. Big race is just around the corner down there in Sydney. So he's off to a good start with his campaign. So he was thrown in, there's no doubt about it, under the conditions but it was just good to see them. Mm. Uh, good to see him put them away like he did. Chris, um, Daryl Graham's about to join us, and a question I'd maybe like to ask Daryl. I mean, you hear sometimes on horses like that have been out of the winner's circle for a long time, like Chicago Bull and Cult Thirty One. It gets their confidence back. I wonder if that's a myth or is that actually true? Um, Daryl Graham joins us. Good morning, Daryl. Morning, boys. How are you? Good. Can I just ask you that first, Daryl, with Colt 31 and, and also Chicago back in the winner's circle? Do you think that has a psychological effect that they, like Colt 31 in particular, is able to score brilliantly an easier grade with a view um, to winning in the future? Yeah, well, I'm sure it does. Horses, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're smart animals and, um, you know, if they just keep getting beat all the time, they don't like it. So, uh, yeah, and especially Colt 31 being a bull, um, you know, that, that'd do him the world of good. Well, pleasing signs moving forward with that campaign getting underway there last weekend. We'll watch with interest 
as uh, he goes deeper into that Sydney campaign. Daryl, I wanted to talk to you today because without doubt, you've got the most intriguing runner here at Albion Park this afternoon. I Am Sparta is the name of this three-year-old, a last start group one runner-up that was in the APG final back in August. He's had one trial. What are the expectations here first up today? Uh, no, he just had a quiet trial last week, Chris. Um, he sort of worked up quite nice. Um, he didn't sort of grow too much in his in his break. He strengthened up a little bit, but um, didn't sort of grow in in size that much. But um, I was just pleased last week. He sort of um, even his last couple of runs, um, you know, he, he sort of he was sort of seen as a one-dimensional horse last year. You know, if he didn't lead, he didn't win. And um, last week he just sort of drifted back off the gate and settled lovely. And and um, his racing manners now, I'm, I'm sure, will stand him in good stead. So is that the key thing with him, maturity? Uh, since he's had that time away, he's a lot more mature racehorse now? Yeah, he was just a little kid last year, you know. All he wanted to do was sort of get out and play, you know. So, um, you know, the last the last couple of runs, like I say, he sort of matured up and um, he sort of drew the second line and, and we had to sort of drive him with a sit and um, yeah, he drove quite nice and settled, whereas early days all he wanted to sort of do was get up and run. Well, just looking at him last week, appearance-wise, you, you outlined he didn't grow much, but he looks like he's certainly thickened up a lot too during that time off. Yeah, yeah, he's, he got a lot stronger. Um, yeah, he's sort of thickened up a fair bit. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I sort of, uh, I reckon he'll have a, you know, a nice little campaign this time. Um, like I say, he's certainly got the speed. we just sort of got to get his mental attitude right and, um, and that'll sort of all come. Okay, so how does this race play out today? Gate five, it can be a little bit tricky, a little bit sticky from gate five. How do you see it? Where do you want to be with I Am Sparta? Um, again, I'm just sort of going to drive for the horse, Chris. You know, like I think if you if you blast off the gate, um, you could bring all your you know your good work undone. So um, I've just sort of got to let him find his feet and and uh, and see where we lob. You know, the last thing I want to be doing is come on off the gate under the stick and then. Have him run a first half and 56 and dropping out, you know. So um, we just sort of drive for him, and um, yeah, this is his first run back in a, you know, hopefully a good campaign. So, like I say, we don't want to sort of bring all the good work undone. Okay, is there any temptation? New South Wales Derby just around the corner. Could that be a potential target for him? I haven't mentioned that to the owner. Um, <laughs> I was. <laughs> No one has Chris until now, so um, it's it's been in the back of my mind. Yes, you know, like they're, they're only three once. Um, I, I haven't mentioned it to Shane, but um, I was sort of going to let the horse do the talking. You know, if he comes back and and um, certainly takes the steps, we hope he takes. Well, um, it, it's certainly not off the table. Is there a race this season that you've got a big red circle around that you're keen to really focus on and target? No, not really, no. Um, I, I just sort of, you know, I just want to, you know, get the horse back and get him, get his confidence right, get him racing well, and um, you know, you always have the, you know, SIO stakes and all them sorts of things always sort of there for you. So um, um, we we'll, we we'll just sort of see how he comes back, and um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just sort of go from there. All right. And just going back to that last start, that Group 1 race, he went within a whisker of claiming that race. The winner got a freakish run on the inside. I'm sure it's a race that you don't want to watch the replay of, but, gee, went close that night. 
Yeah, he did go very good. Um, you know, that was probably his, well, that was his, um, you know, his last run last year, and um, he sort of had that one in mind the whole time. That was his grand final, and um, yeah, the yeah the winner is, is a quite a nice horse, and um, yeah, he sort of got sort of got the luck. It was a bit of a you know, sticky race early with the way things panned out, but. Um, um, yeah, no, the, the owner was very happy with second. I was very happy with second, but um, that's the luck in, in the run, and the, and the winner got it, and, and he got the money. Okay. I've got to ask about the new property, Lanacost Lodge. So you've made the move from Fernvale. Now you're out in the Gold Coast hinterland. Uh, it's taking shape, but when does it take full effect? I'm just looking out the window now, and the track's probably half done. So hopefully within the next week to 10 days, the track will be finished. And as soon as it gets um, consolidated, um, we'll have the horses out here, then we can finish the yards off. <clears throat> All the boxes, um, there's 29 boxes or stables and boxes. Um, and then when the track's finished, then we um, put the inside fence up for the track, which is the outside fence for the paddocks. Um, and then, then sort of eight to 10 paddocks will be ready to go again. And... Um, yeah, you know, as soon, as soon as we get the paddocks done, the horses can come out of here before the paddocks are done. Of course, we can. We've got the boxes and everything, but I'd sort of like to get everything sort of finished before we sort of move them lot stock and barrels. You know, I bring you know, one horse or two horse out here every now and then. Like a couple of horses that race this afternoon, they'll come home here, um, and then we swim them for a couple of days, and then we take them back to Fernvale, which is, um, you know, it's the best of both worlds at the moment. But the hour and twenty minutes drive each way is killing me, so. I was going to say you're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, it's, but it's sort of in a way it's it's not too bad, Chris. You know, I like sort of I go out most mornings. I miss this morning. Um, you know, just just there was uh, not that much to do out there, so I'll meet the boys at the races. Oh, actually, I've got to go out to Sunnyvale, pick a load up, and take him to the races. But um, but yeah, it's. It's sort of everything's sort of coming together. The the rain the last couple of weeks have um, sort of put a little bit of a halt to things. But um, as soon as we get it done, and you know, it, it's it's all got to be you know complete before I want to move everything out here. And we're sort of lucky enough that we don't have to officially be out of Fernvale until the first of March. So you know, we've still got a bit of time up our sleeve. But it's no use getting things half done and then. You know, that's when you sort of cause accidents and horses sort of do this and that and show out things and everything. So if we can get it all done within the next you know, couple of weeks. Um, the sensor guy, he's penciled in for a couple of weeks, so that's probably three or four days' work there for him. And and then, um, you know, end of this month, early next month, fingers crossed we're here. All right. Well, sounds good. It'd be nice and green out there at the moment on tipping. What about with the APG sales? Well, only less than two weeks away now. Are you likely to be active? It's this Sunday, Chris. Is it this Sunday? It's this Sunday. Jeez, time is getting 20. away on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's this Sunday, so it's the 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, we, um, we'll be down there Saturday. Of, uh, David Lovell's um, going to come down Saturday, um, which is sort of good down the Gold Coast. You can, yeah, at Albion, you'll sort of have to go to the studs and look at them. We've been up to Burwood and Lindsay Vags and had a look. And but you know you can go down there and and you know the horses will be there the day before. You can get them get them out, walk them up, and get the vet to go right over them. And and then whatever you didn't see Saturday, you can see on Sunday. And um, yeah, it, it'll be um, 
will be active, that's for sure. Okay, I have found that catalogue under a pile of sheets, and you're right, it does say Sunday, January 23, which is this Sunday. <laughs> so it, uh, it promises to be a big day down at the Magic Millions Complex on the Gold Coast. You had me worried there for a minute, I think, hang on. Have I got me week <laughs> wrong here or what? One, just a quick one before I let you go this morning. Rising two-year-olds, are you happy with the, the, the new stock coming through? Um, yeah, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, couple of nice ones there, Chris. We've had a you know um, four or five at the education. Um, I just had a little bit of bad news with one, uh, probably one of our better ones. Um, he got a chip in his hock, so um, uh, he's out for a little while now. But um, no, the, the um, there's a nice big filly there that goes good, and another little got to go collect filly. And um, I bought a Hurricane King Cole fella there last year, and. Um, he's come along well, so yeah, so far so good. They're they're all showing you know signs of uh, promise. All right, excellent. Well, good luck today with I am Sparta, and good luck with that move. It's almost there, so you can see the finish line now with Lanacross Lodge, and I'm sure once it's all done, it's going to be an amazing property. Yeah, once it's all done, Chris, I'll, you know it'll be something to be very proud of, and um, you know we'll have an open day out here and have a barbecue and invite everyone out and. and um, yeah, and no, I show the place off. It'll be it'll be fantastic. Yeah, look forward to it. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Thanks, mate. Ta-da, mate. There's Daryl Graham joining us. We go from Daryl Graham. Ben Battle's team is absolutely flying at the moment. He's having a good run of success. Since the new year turned around, 2022, the winners have kept flowing for Ben Battle. He joins us online now. Ben, good morning. Appreciate the time. Good on you, Chris. How you going this morning? I'm really well. You're off to a flyer, 2022. So far, so good. Yeah, having a good start to the season so far, Chris. So, um, you know, you have plenty of good runs and plenty of bad runs in this game, so you've got to enjoy a good one while, while it lasts. Yeah, absolutely. You've got two runners today, and they're both interesting runners at the back end of the program. Race 8, Call Me Keith, and Race 10, Regulus. We'll start with Call Me Keith in Race 8. I really like this horse. He looks like he's a Saturday night horse in the making. He's an easy last start winner. Can he go back to back today? Uh, we hope so, Chris. We we're actually getting um, both of these horses ready. Uh, we were half thinking about doing a bit of a trip down to Tamworth um, for the Golden Guitar until we found out that, that Call Me Keith is actually ineligible for that race. Um, but yeah, we're sort of happy with where they're both at. I, I tend to agree there. He is quite a progressive horse this big guy but um yeah hopefully he can keep stepping up through the grades and and get to that saturday night mark down the track at some point mm, he was really dominant winning last time out um yeah we're real happy with his performance there their last start he had to do quite a bit of work to, to find the front and he got a bit of a mid-race breather but he, he finished it off with a couple of nice closing sections and and done a really good job to, to hold on and and actually yeah he ran away and won it won it pretty well in the end Today he's got gate five. Do you want to be aggressive again at the start and get as handy as, as soon as possible? Yeah, I think we, we have to, Chris. Yeah, put him into the race uh, early and, and make our presence felt. And uh, it'd be nice to see him bully his way to the, to the top. I think he'd take a bit of running down there today if he can find the, find the front. Mm. Even if he doesn't find the lead, he's still going to be very competitive here, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, Chris. I, I don't think he has to lead, that's for sure. But... Um, you know, obviously, it definitely helps. But, um, you know, I actually think this horse, when he gets a little bit further up in grade and, and um, you know, in tougher sort of company, I actually think he's a lot better sit sprint horse than he is, um, you know, cutting cutting big miles himself. I, I think once he, um, you know, finds his 
finds his feet here in, in Queensland. I think it'd be a, a lethal sit sprint horse. He's got a beautiful um, turn of foot and, and, and real push button speed. So, yeah, he's definitely he's a pretty exciting horse to have in the camp, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. In the last race today, Regulus, uh, you step him out for the first time under your banner. He's a good quality horse. He's won 15 races, earnings just shy of $200,000. He hasn't started since October last year. He's now found his way to your stable. How did that all come about? Um, yeah, we, we were approached by um, Alf Lespina and, and, and Rosario Lespina about, um, you know, giving him a, a campaign up here in Queensland. He's done a bit of racing down in Victoria of late, and uh, he came up to, to Monarch Farm, which is not too far away from us here. And um, he had a, a six-week let up over there before we got him in work here at home. And, um, yeah, we've been real happy with, with how, he's, how he's worked up towards the races this time. And he had a, a nice, quiet trial. Um, two Fridays ago at Albion Park, we were ecstatic with the way he hit the line in that trial um, against a couple of real quality, um, couple of quality horses that beat him home that day. So we we, we sort of couldn't have been happier with him um, after that trial, and he seems to have trained on really well. So um, you know, fingers crossed, he, he fitness won't be a factor today, and he can um, yeah, he can be fine in the line late. Okay, that trial was against Manila Playboy and Clintle Do, so that backs up uh, what you said. Uh, against two quality rivals there. The time was good. Gate seven, is that the only setback today? Yeah, it definitely hurts. Gate seven, first up from a spell, you know, at the end of the day, is first up for, I think you said, four months, uh, six months there, uh, a little bit earlier on. But uh, he seems to be a sort of horse that he, he does race well fresh and, and r- r- both Rosario and, uh, and Ricky Alton, his former trainer, um, you know, both said to me that he, he, he does race well fresh and, and keeping his mind, you know, active and fresh is, is probably a key ingredient to his success. But, um, yeah, obviously gate seven stings today, but with his style of racing, he's, I think he's a get-back run-on style horse. So, um, you know, it, it probably doesn't hurt as much as if he was a different style of racehorse, but, um, yeah, it de- definitely doesn't help. Okay, so whatever he does today, there's going to be further improvement to come by the sound of it. Yeah, I think so. He's in a pretty good place to to have a first up assignment today. But yeah, I definitely think whatever he does today, there there will be improvement fitness wise. You know, going forward into his preparation. All right. As I said, the stable overall is going really well. We're fresh into a new year. What about young stock? Have you got a bit to work with there? Um, yeah, we've got a couple of nice, um, you know, just turned two year old fillies coming through. They're, they're probably. Um, you know, about a month, five, maybe six weeks away from, from stepping out at the education trials. Um, a, a nice better's delight filly and, and also an art major filly that we've been really happy with, um, you know, all right the way through. And, um, yeah, obviously we're, we're sort of aiming up um, with the APG sales um, coming up this Sunday. So hopefully we'll be aiming up again and, and trying to get a, a bit of young stock, you know, flowing through the camp again. All right, so you've got some clients on board, and if uh, anyone's looking for a trainer, you're available? Yeah, definitely, Chris. Yeah, we'll, we'll be down there for the whole weekend. So if, if um, you know, anybody's interested in, in jumping in a syndicate or that sort of thing, then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. If it, um, don't be afraid to, to approach us and, uh, and have a bit of a chat. All right, great stuff. Well, you're in form. The, the results are there for themselves, and uh, for everyone to see, they're absolutely uh, super at the moment. Keep up the great work. Good luck today with those two runners. Call me, Keith, and Regulus. Good on you, Chris. Thanks for the chat, mate.
is Ben Battle joining us. Uh, his stable is going along super well. Each and every Tuesday, Race Rank Ralph, he comes on board. We've got 10 races today. The Albion Park action gets underway at 12.22. The trot kicks off the program. And there's something for everyone, I feel, at this meeting today. Ralphie's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What have you found for our listeners this morning? Oh, I think it was very apt that you just had uh, Ben Battle on because I've, I've gone for one of his in race eight, number five, Call Me Keith. But I, I really like this horse, and I think he's destined for bigger and better things. And he's probably a Saturday night type in the making. You know, his latest effort indicated his return in good order. And I think he can go on with his winning form in um, this lineup today. The draw looks to be a little bit sticky, but he can go forward and get handy very quickly because he's a versatile horse. He's, uh, he's got good change-up speed, and uh, on the same side, he's got a lot of stoutness about him, uh, a bit like some of his owners. But um, the Ben Battle stable, mate, they've got a way to a flyer this season, and they're currently selling a 67% strike rate at Albion Park. So I'm going with race eight, number five, Call Me Keith. Okay, so race eight, number five, Call Me Keith. That's the last leg of the quaddy and the treble. So we could easily go one out there with Call Me Keith. And just looking at that ownership group, uh, one Jay Jones appears first, the Queensland Harness Board representative. So uh, a bit of pressure there for Ben as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so that's our best bet. Race eight, number five, Call Me Keith. Harness Racing returns to Wellabean Park this Saturday night. Promises to be a great program. Steve and I have already mentioned it at the top of the show, but Colt 31 back in the winner's circle on Saturday night. Great to see. Yeah, that was that was really good to see. I think they, they've made the right move taking him down to Sydney. I just think the bigger track down there is going to suit him down to the ground. And I'm really looking forward to the clash again on Saturday night of LL Cool J and uh, Governor Jujon. I reckon it'll be a ripper. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. He was so good there last Saturday night, Governor Jujon. LL Cool J got him last time. Might be a different story this Saturday night. So that's all in front of us. As per normal, great job, Ralphie. We'll see you trackside. Okay, thanks, Chris. See you there.